Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another Tanner Wilkinson podcast. Today, we have a special edition. I am live and in person for who is playing in this game? St. Louis, Scott Gallagher in the NNS USL League Two. We have a couple friends of the pod. Oh, and as I introduce it, St. Louis Scott Gallagher concedes. You can't write that. You genuinely cannot write this. Friend of the po- <laughs> couple friend of the pods uh, playing for St. Louis Scott Gallagher. So we, we thought uh, we would show out, but maybe we shouldn't have. Apparently they didn't show up. Eight minutes in, uh, St. Louis down one nothing. But uh, before I was so rudely uh, rudely interrupted, let's let's go back to our intro. Tim, you wanna you wanna say anything? What's up? How we doing? And of course, along with Tim, we got Stodd. How we doing? How we doing? Doing pretty good. Besides that uh, early conceding goal, uh, what do we got to talk about today? NBA basketball is about to be fully official. We had a huge game last night. Uh, LeBron versus LeBron and AD in the Lakers versus Steph and the Warriors. Uh, classic example of LeBron just saying, "I'm I'm the king. I'm I'm the guy." Uh, he had finished with 23, I think 11 and 10, 23, 10 and 10, something yeah. like that. And there were just stretches where he was doing it on defense as well. I mean, they were, they looked pretty much done. They were down. I think they were down 10 early in the fourth. LeBron comes into the game, gets a steal, gets a deflection and assist. They go on a six Oh run in about 45 seconds. And then it was like, all right, we have a game at this point. Yeah. Steph Curry did all he could, honestly. Scored 37 against the league's best defense. The man, he did. I think he did all he could, really. So I'm not putting any of the blame on Steph. Although missing uh, all your field goals in the last three minutes is something. Yeah. Um, the thing that hurts them a bunch is that when Steph's out of the game, there's actually no one there to defend or like score at all. And you kind of just noticed that a lot when LeBron was out of the game. Also, last night we they showed how bad Andre Drummond is offensively in this offense. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like a genuine polar bear out there last night, just not really knowing what to do, not really knowing where to go. He did the splits at one point and just turned the ball over. Yeah, that really yeah, just showed. Yeah, he'll be a 30-game rental. I don't think he'll be back next fall. He'll be a 30-game rental. He'll be like, thank you for your services, but you're out of here. He's disastrous to the offense. Like genuinely, they yeah. don't. They have terrible spacing because what they love to do is go five out with AD because AD doesn't want to play the five. So AD will go in the corner, and then it's like, all right, we'll have LeBron ball. We'll give LeBron a ball screen. We'll pass it around. We'll have cutters. Caruso will cut, and then you'll get AD with a backdoor dunk. That happened at I want to say like the last two minutes of the game is kind of what they realized. It's like, yeah, we can't play Schroeder and we can't play Drummond right now because one. Schroeder gambles at every little defensive play. If the ball is like near him, he will reach for the ball and just let Steph go by him, which I guess is better than conceding a three from Steph. But there's also times where it's like, if you just play straight up and force him to shoot over a hand, Steph's it's going to be a hard contest. Um, We got a couple questions, a couple questions coming in from the Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, follow me. It's just, uh, just my name. One moment though. Go ahead. We got to address Dylan Brooks. Leading the Grizzlies past the Spurs last night and being the leading scorer. Bye-bye, Popovich. Hello, Dylan Brooks. All right, that's all I wanted to address for that game. Steph is going to have 60 on Dylan Brooks in this next game. We'll see. We'll see. 
Uh, we have a couple questions. One uh, coming out of Green Bay from a, a listener, T Baggins. Uh, what is your most exciting series, and who is your dark horse team to make a run? Um, I think my most excited series has to be Miami versus the Bucks. I think when you look at it on paper, you have a team that upset the Bucks last year in the bubble. You kind of have the Giannis stopper in Bam Adebayo. Um, I mean, you have the hardest working player in the league, James, James Jimmy Butler. Um, I think that's probably my most exciting series. And I think if, obviously, if they can get past the Bucks, I think that's the dark horse team to make a run. I mean, I also like the Blazers to make a run, not being a biased fan. But if we can get by, get by uh, the Nuggets, I think the Lakers will be pretty tired for their after this Sun series. I see that going at least six or seven. So if we can get if we can get by the Nuggets in a manageable fashion, maybe in five or six, then I, I think that's definitely a team to look towards uh, a deep run. Right now, as I looked at the playoffs. Uh, series predictions according to Vegas uh, the Blazers are the favorite to get out of the first round over the three seed Nuggets so I mean it's not a really it's not an out there pick to say the Blazers could be a dark horse team uh, Stodd what do you what do you think from this question uh, okay I think my most exciting series I think I'm, I'm looking forward to Suns and Lakers really I think that has the chance to go to six or seven and I think as long as Chris Paul plays well and it'll be Devin Booker's first playoff series. I think it could be a good one. And then my dark horse team, sorry, Tanner, I'm going to have to do it to you, but it's probably the Knicks. I think if they can get past the Hawks in the first round, they have the potential to give the Sixers, I think, some fits in the second round. That might be my dark horse team. See, I think the Knicks are frauds. I mean – Stott, I don't. I genuinely yeah, don't you. think you can remember the last time the Knicks were good. Like the, it's, it's this alive? is just <laughs> exactly that's what I'm saying. It's like we, it's been so long that the Knicks were a good basketball team that I have a ter- I have a tough time trusting them. Like, I think they're the, I think they're just a couple pieces away from really contending. But right now, I think I think in the Hawks series we can see the consensus being, oh man, they're a few guys short or their defense could carry them to a series win because that is a pretty tough defense to play six or seven potential games against for the Hawks. So, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if they're good guard defense. Like, is Trey going to have problems? Because I don't really know if Trey's going to have problems. Yeah, it'll be, I think it'll be a good series. I think it's going to go to like six or seven anyways. Uh, there's a lot of good basketball. I mean, you look at the Western Conference, you have the two seven being locked in right now as Suns Lakers. Yeah. Like, thanks, Chris Paul, for uh, all this hard work you put in this this year. You get LeBron in the first round. I mean, you have that series. Mavs, you have that series. Could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Jazz Warriors. I mean, I'm pretty sure Rudy Gobert is praying every night that he doesn't have to face Steph Curry. Like, just Steph spinning uh, Gobert like a top is something that he sees in his nightmares every night. I guarantee it. Um, I mean, the East, outside. I mean, the Celtics just won. I mean, I don't see them doing much against the Nets. The Nets are really good. But, I mean, I think if if the Celtics still had Jay, uh, Jalen Brown, then it would it would interest me a little bit. But 
that has all the makings of Nets and Five. Um, and the, the game that we're that's going on right now, I believe, is uh, Wizards Pacers. What's do, do we have any scores on that as we as we speak? Yeah, it's nineteen uh, seventeen Wizards with four minutes left in the first, so it's early. I mean, I don't see either of those teams having a chance against the Sixers. I kind of want the Wizards to win just because I want Westbrook to be a meme in the playoffs again. So I kind of want the Wizards to win. Another first round exit. Old fashioned. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good series coming up. I think, I think one of the six seeds wins. I'll say it. I think one of them wins. I don't know which which one. Hopefully, it's the Blazers, but I think one of them win. Also, it'd be terrible on Giannis's legacy if he gets knocked out in the first round by the by the uh, Heat. After the Bucks got him Drew Holiday and then gave him forty yeah. million a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim, do you have any input on uh, what series you're looking forward to the most? Um, I would probably say, I don't know. I like watching the Nets, so probably the Nets. I'll watch them. Um, who they play? Who? Celtics. They play the Celtics. Okay. Yeah, I was. I'll watch, I like that series. That'll be a good series for the Nets or to watch the Nets because uh, Celtics can't really guard anybody, especially yeah. with their best defender being out in Jalen Brown. Yeah, Jason Tatum's not going to drop 50 every night. And if he does, uh, it still is going to be Those probably too little. <laughs> yeah. Jason Tatum might need to go, like, for 70 every night. <laughs> He's going to have to go nuclear. Um, from the Lou. <laughs> from the Lou, 314. Uh, another question we have uh, from a longtime listener, first-time caller. Are the Suns' first quarter team over still a lock? See, that's where it comes to – that's where uh, – that's where doubt comes in in my in my mind. I mean, you're going up against one of the best defensive teams in the league. Uh, the Lakers at only give up about 103 to 104 points per game. So, I think if you're looking for a team over, I would go Nuggets. If you're looking for a first quarter team over, because the Blazers come out and play no defense whatsoever. So we're going to score about 37 in the first quarter, but we're going to give up 34. So the Nuggets over in the first quarter will probably be pretty high. If you look at the or the Blazers' uh, first quarter score will probably be pretty high. So if you're looking for a team, I'd probably say the Nuggets. Um, yeah, that's probably who I would go with. Stodd, do you have anybody? Uh, well, the only reason I do like the Suns' first quarter team over is because from – I haven't watched as many Lakers games this year as I have in the past, but from what I've seen, they're kind of a slow starting team. It kind of takes them like multiple quarters to get into a game. Like I've seen them start slow quite a few times this year. And it wouldn't surprise me if they start slow again in the first game against the Suns and the Suns are able to hang up a cheeky 30 in the first quarter on them. So that's the only reason I'm not, I don't hate that idea. I mean, if you're, yeah, I mean, if you've stuck with the Suns all year, then obviously I would stick with them in the playoffs. But if you're looking for just the, the Lakers worry me, the Lakers worry me a little bit, especially going up against Anthony Davis in the middle. That worries me a lot. But I think the Nets are a good team to look at first quarter overs as well. I mean, yeah, that is true. The Nets would be a good one. Uh, 
maybe if you're looking at an under, which is kind of gross, we don't like to bet the unders, but I think Bucks and Heat unders because I think that's that series is just going to be a defensive grind. I think the whole time it's just going to be a lot of grinding out possessions, a lot of late in the shot clock possessions. So that would um, that would be one way I would look. I have a NBA what if here. Say the Lakers were to lose last night. Now, how much money were you guys willing to bet that if the Lakers were to lose last night, LeBron was going to show up to the game Friday wearing an eye patch? I'm curious to know what the potential odds were that he was going to show up looking like Jack Sparrow. Zero percent chance. Zero <laughs> percent chance LeBron would have showed up in an eye patch. <laughs> there is no good. chance. <laughs> the fact that he even said that in the press conference afterwards. So cap. That was so cap. <laughs> he did a the shot was pretty sick last night when I know. he looked at Steph but and said I can't goes, see I'm seeing three three rims out there I just aim for the middle one okay dude sure sure <laughs> hey pretty sound advice from uh Legoat that is true so those are those are our, our questions those were from uh the Instagram if you're like once again if you're not following me on Instagram it's just my name Tanner Wilkinson on the IG um so do we want to talk a little, little uh, boxing, a little sweet science, Tim? This is uh, this is your combat sport bag right now. You want to lead this off? Yeah. So uh, Tyson Fury comes out. Uh, I think it was like he comes out uh, some. He comes out like early this week or mid last week, like, and he comes out and he says that the fight with Joshua is all lined up for like August fourteenth. They're going to be fighting. They're going to do it and uh they and then the next day an arbitrator uh he comes out and he says that they have to honor the contract that they had with wilder which grants wilder a third fight between him and fury and so that fight is now set i believe for july 24th yeah in vegas and so there's a, been, been a whole thing about how Fury, like, how, why did you enter in the contract negotiations with Joshua, like, before, like, if you, like, you would have known this was going on. Like, how did you, if you, A, how did you not know? And, like, B, if you didn't know, why did you enter in, the, like, contract negotiations or whatever? And then there's a whole thing of, does Wilder really deserve a rematch with Fury after he got so thoroughly destroyed in the, second fight does he deserve to have another shot at him especially when there's like joshua and fury is like a way more anticipated fight and it'd it'd be like a way bigger fight i think it's like at 150 million dollar thing from saudi arabia to do it there it's huge but now they're gonna have to do this but they're doing it in july which makes me think that they may try to do fury joshua at the end of the year that's what I heard. I heard they were like, if all goes according to plan in July, that they would be looking at a December or even like late November fight against Joshua and Fury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that's what I, that's what I saw on it. Yeah, which I mean, it's a lot relying on Fury basically just going out and absolutely dominating and like not getting hit. <laughs> he might just do that though. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, Wilder might like it might be even worse than the second time around if Wilder doesn't come according to like if he doesn't take it serious enough. 
Well, Wilder isn't like Wilder released like video of him hitting like doing pad work, and he his he looked like a little better. But it's also like it's only a matter of time, like in a real fight. Like he'll maybe come out for like the first few rounds and do that, and then he'll get frustrated, and he'll just go back to like his old what like. So I I think that Wilder is gonna I think Fury will beat Wilder, and then the real match between him and Joshua. The question is, will Joshua now have to fight uh, Uslick or something? He's some he was really good at cruiserweight, which is the weight class below heavyweight. I'm pretty sure. And he was really good there. And then he moved up. And he's been pretty good, but he's not been as good as he was. So. Interesting. So what So what happens if Wilder does win? Because he's not well, – like, Wilder's still good. Wilder's not a, a, a soup can. Wilder is a beast, you know? Like, well, I, it wouldn't surprise me necessarily if Wilder came out and won. Oh, so, it would like, surprise me. What what happens? What happens if he does? Prob- Ooh, they probably just do him and Joshua then. So Wilder was already offered that once allegedly, and he turned it down because he was running from Joshua. <laughs> That's the alleged. He, he got offered like 120 million and turned it down. Does uh, loser of Joshua Fury? fight Andy Ruiz or boy just chilling what's going on there <laughs> I hope Andy Ruiz and Wilder fight that would be so <laughs> funny to watch oh uh, especially because Andy Ruiz like might beat him up <laughs> if he gets inside yeah, and Wilder has like literally like eight inches of height on him so it'd just be yeah. funny to watch yeah it'd be hilarious. <laughs> the, the perspective would be hilarious <laughs> Is that a is that our boxing talk for the uh, for the night? Are we anyone else? Is that it? Do we want to transition into our heroes and zeros of the week? Down. Let me pull them up right here. I have my I have a couple. Stad, I I'm I might have one of your heroes, so I'm gonna let you go before me. If you want to start us off on heroes and zeros. Okay, I only have one hero. Okay. Actually, I have two. <laughs> I've got Dylan Brooks so far. I already touched on him earlier in the podcast. He led the league, led the team in scoring. Grizzlies beat the Spurs. And then my other hero is Derek Lewis from the UFC. Almost got his car robbed. He decided to, no, you don't rob Derek Lewis. Knocked out the fool. <laughs> and he had an awesome, awesome interview segment at uh, the UFC event in Houston this past weekend where he wants Caitlyn Jenner to play as uh, Dana White in his UFC movie. <laughs> and he wants John Travolta to play as him. So, Derek Lewis, he's also my hero. I think he's good humor. Those are my heroes. And then, do you want me to say my zero now? I'll, uh, we'll go around with heroes, and then okay. we'll go zeros. I have I have two heroes as well. One of them is uh, maybe one of – is definitely one of your baby girls, Sabrina. Ah, yes. Youngest, youngest uh, player in the WNBA to achieve a triple-double. So, shout-out to Serena. That's – or Sabrina – that is uh, one of my heroes of the week. Also, Shohei Otani. Uh, good one. Leading, That's a good one. Leading the MLB in home runs. Also will throw 108 miles per hour fastball. So pretty cool of him. And now that Trout's out, he just becomes the face of the Angels. So he's those are my heroes of the week, Tim. Uh, my hero of the week is Devin White, uh, the linebacker for the Buccaneers. He participated in the speed, the fastest, what was it, like 40? 
mm-hmm. with Miko Hardman, uh, Henry Ruggs, and then Justin Jefferson. And he finished third and ran a 4-3, which is impressive because he weighs like 237. So that's about two, 240 pounds of muscle moving that quickly. And Hardman won at 4-2-2, and Ruggs finished second at 4 6 But... Yeah, I mean, big I, he's significantly moving. bigger. Yeah. Stott, onto your uh, onto your zero. Uh, just one so far. His name is Demar Derozan. Came out yesterday against the Grizzlies and decided to shoot five of twenty-one from the field. And uh, in an elimination game, that's just not going to cut it. Demar has had playoff experience, and he stunk it up yesterday. And he's my zero of the week for that. That is, uh, yeah, that's a pretty accurate uh, description of what a zero of the week is. Uh, I have two. Number one, uh, me. Uh, I'm a zero of the week. Uh, my Tottenham Hotspurs not only uh, dropped points but lost earlier in this midweek clash against Aston Villa. Along with that, Harry Kane says he no longer wants to be a part of the team, so that's good for the team, man. Uh, and my adopted hockey team, the Florida Florida Panthers, the Ice Cats, started off with a strong 0-2 uh, series. Uh, not really defeat, but they're down 0-2 in the series. Oh, we have yelling right now in the game. We've been interrupted. Chris Brook, friend of the pod, says he's 6'3", he should be staying on his feet. That's an excellent quote. That'll that'll That's a great <laughs> quote from Chris. It's just guys being dudes right now. But uh, yeah, before I was so rudely interrupted by Chris, um, those are those are my zeros of the week. Or did I? Na- oh, my other one. I didn't give me the name. My other one. Uh, cryptocurrency owners are also my zeros of the week, as uh, every crypto was down the last two days. So, stinks for us. Tim, my zeros of the week are no hitter pitchers because no one seems to know who they are, and no one talks about no hitters anymore. Like, am I? Corey Kluver threw one like last night, and then on like Tuesday night, Spencer uh, Detroit Tigers pitcher threw one, and no one talks about it anymore. It's the sixth one of the year. I mean, at this point, it's meh, whatever. Two been against the Mariners. Two. <laughs> it's well, the reason why no one cares is because they changed up the baseballs, so it's easier oh, to pitch really? now. So that's why there's so many oh. no hitters. No. And that. wasn't one of the no hitters in a seven inning doubleheader game? That doesn't yeah. count in my opinion. One of them. You can't one of them oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. That doesn't count. Well, well, Kluber's last night no was in there. Yeah. That's still yeah. pretty good. Kluber's counts. Kluber's was good. He, I picked Kluber up on my fantasy baseball team this week. So shout no. out to that. Now on to our newest and uh, most exciting segment, our ranking segment. Uh, this week we're ranking. Our top five things we wish didn't exist. Top five things we wish did not exist. Stod, uh, we're just going to have you uh, read off your your uh, five through one. We'll go five, okay. four, three, two, one. Okay, first I have Mondays. I just wish we did those didn't exist. It, it's kind of a typical answer, but I mean, really, I don't like Mondays. So that's my fifth. Fourth, I have Darren Ravel. I wish he didn't exist. He could just get Infinity War Thanos snapped away. It'd be cool with me. Uh, third, ISIS. Terrorism, bad. Wish they didn't exist. Second, Call Her Daddy podcast, because it's made, very, <laughs> made a lot of girls very annoying. So I wish Call Her Daddy never existed. 
And then first, he sucked this week, and he sucked all the time, Bryce Hall. I wish he ceased to exist as well. He made a fool of himself at this boxing press conference. So I wish he ceased to exist as well. Those uh, are my so five through one. Stott, I think we went a different route with these lists. Uh, yeah. You know, I kind of with people, but, you know, I'm, I still wish there are things that I wish didn't exist. I'm going to – I'm going to just read mine. Number five, uh, world hunger. Uh, number four, the Israel-Palestine crisis. Like an asshole. <laughs> number three, child labor. Number two, sexism. Number one, racism. Stodd does not wish top in his top five racism didn't exist. Uh, very interesting list you have, Stodd. Tim, what's your list? See where you went with this. Uh, my number five is uh, poor media bad media i guess uh mm-hmm. the media right now major media is not very good and it needs to be better i wish i wish it would not exist in the reform um number two or number four i should say the in, the demonetizing of the industrial resolution or industrialism yep. Yep. uh number three corrupt government uh horrible uh number two racism <laughs> Really Glad we had racism. both. We had racism in our top two. Stodd had a Bryce Hall in his top two instead. So uh, <laughs> do with that information as you wish, listeners. And you're and, number uh, one. Number one thing that I wish uh, Jeffrey Epstein. He's number one. All right. Yeah. Can't, child sex trafficking. It's horrible. Someone who did a really bad thing. And Stodd had. Stodd, go through your Bryce list Hall. again one more time. Yeah. You had Dare Ravel on that list. Mondays, ISIS, Caller Daddy podcast, and Bryce Hall. You know, I didn't. I went with more of the the lighter tone of things I wish didn't exist. That's a global tone. I'll yeah, do that yeah, next yeah. Time. For, for sure, Stodd. Absolutely. I mean, it just shows where everyone's morals are at in this podcast. Like, I mean, you look at Tim and I, and just like, wow, great head on the on those shoulders. And then Stodd just wish actual people who have nothing to do with him didn't exist. Really, yeah, I mean, are we surprised? <laughs> we do have a guest appearance from Jake Toddy, who uh, on the spot made his list of top five things that shouldn't exist. Toddy, uh, take it over. Thank you. I already uh, started off with number five. Um, throwing it back to elementary school, bathroom passes. You should be allowed That's to pee whenever one. you want. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, number four, we're going to run with commercials. Um, I get it. You're trying to sell your product, but let me watch my show. Sorry about that. Uh, number three. Sorry about this, Dad. I did also have racism. Uh, yeah. Number um, number two. Sales tax. If some if something's ten dollars, I want it to be ten dollars. I'm kind of a pain like that. <laughs> uh, but then number one, of course, fake women. I think Stodd, you can get behind me on that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Also love how Toddy had sales tax over racism. He's like, yeah, racism bad, but come on, man. I have to pay an extra seven cents on this uh, McChicken. McChicken. No, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. Uh, I think two of us had a really good list, and uh, I think one of our lists needed to uh, go back to the drawing board. But Yeah, I I made this literally as we were talking about uh, (laughs) the NBA. So, you know, we'll come more prepared next time. Got to do our homework for these pods. Um, yeah, we'll be back on a Sunday pod. Boys, do you have anything to say before we uh, we head out of here? I just want people to know I don't like racism. It, it was on the outside looking in on Stodd's list. Definitely an honorable mention racism. 
It was on the bubble. It was bubble watch racism. So. <laughs> it was bubble watch. Uh, Final yeah, I had ISIS in there at least. At least I don't like terrorism. <laughs> big save by uh, Big Patrick Schulte in that friend of the pod. But was with the first that, goal's fault. First goal was uh, not his fault. We'll say no in case he listens. We'll say no. He doesn't. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> But besides that, boys, uh, we'll see you back on Sunday with uh, what we learned in our baby boys of the week. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, Follow everyone on their social medias. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, Your question might be be live on air. So uh, see you guys when I see you guys. Peace. Hey. Plotting my escape, this game riding niggas fake Got a couple M's hiding in the safe Imagination turn a Honda in the Wraith I was doing 80 on the interstate Trying to make it back before my class start Country nigga never seen a passport Till I popped off and got a bag for it Now I'm at the garden sitting half court Watching Junior catch it off the bad boy Feel nigga never seen nothing Except a fucking triple bean jumping Good dope, leave a fiend crumping Made it out, it gotta mean something Either you gon' hustle or that nigga Uncle Sam got your ass re-enlisting Two six murder scene pumping Better Leave it tucked if you ain't dumping Pow, pow, nigga, he slumping Twelve coming, we ain't seen nothing Time chain, niggas ain't rumbling No more, nah, what for? Hungry for more If you solo, leave vocal, listen close And you can hear grumbling Motai and I'm still munching Big bag, never fear fumbling Won't smoke, nigga, don't choke I'm a whole fucking nicotine company Dream of the army, not a navy How could you ever try to play me? Kill him on a song, walk up out the booth Do the Westbrook like a baby I never fall out with the bro Hey, when your family Turning to foe. We had a penthouse on the road, interior decorated with the hoes. Just like a multiple truck getting shows. My niggas like any mini money more. Scoop up a dime piece like we homeless. Then we gon' send them back to the toe. Out of the concrete was a rose, and when it was cold, had to go over and stand by the stove. We from the southeast, niggas know this where the ops creep real slow. Won't vote, but they mob deep with the post. I punch the time sheet, not no more. And now my side seat is a thorn. Plotting my escape, this game, riding niggas fake. Got a couple M's hiding in the safe Imagination turned a Honda in the Wraith I was doing 80 on the interstate Trying to make it back before my class started Country nigga never seen a passport Till I popped off and got a bad for it Now I'm at the garden sitting in half court Watching Junior catch it off the bad boy Feel nigga never seen nothing Except a fucking triple bean jumping Good dope, leave a fiend crumping Made it out, it gotta mean something Made it out, it gotta mean something Made it out, it gotta mean something, it out, it gotta mean something.